Okay, welcome to the Never Iron Anything Comics Review Podcast. This is our 150th episode. Look at that. A podcast started in lockdown. Hey, still going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joined, as you can hear, on this milestone episode um, by regular co-host, comics fan and creator Alan Henderson. How you doing, buddy? You right? Greetings. You've survived the trip north of the wall and uh, <laughs> have returned back to sunnier climes down south. That was a drive yeah. back, man. 450 odd miles it was. Like I did it in a one. I just filled up with petrol, kept kept on trucking. Oh dear, that's a rough one. Yeah, yeah. but it's worth it. So we to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No. Well, yes, it was. You know, it was worth seeing you. Yeah, that's, it's worth hanging out with you guys. Go, yeah. yeah, yeah. You and you and Cannon. Yeah, you're feeling Cannon's leg. It was worth it. Just if it oh, was just for that. I yeah. Yes, making people touch his legs. Anyway, all I remember is sitting in a pub with you, and every so often I turn to you <laughs> and go, "What's going on, Alan?" Like this, it's like constant. <laughs> and most of it, most of it understood, except when um, you ended up sitting next to a lady who, who gave me a shoulder to massage about us. Yeah, and knew none of us knew who she was. Um, <laughs> I have a sort of image of leaving Dave Craner at a bus stop with a load of boxes. That's something <laughs> happened. Yeah. Uh, Thing is, because it was yeah. the day that um, Celtic won. Was it the league? Is that what they want? The league? No, no. The um, it was Scottish Cup. Scottish Cup. Okay. I walked back to my hotel and there were literally people in the lying in the street. It was like it was to like, be fair, that's any weekend. That's any weekend in the last one. Oh yeah, yeah. I get that. I get a taste of that. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Fucking hell! There was people singing in the bar yeah. downstairs. It was all kicking off. Yeah. Eh, Good. Yeah. Good stuff. Imagine what it would have been like if they'd lost. Oh, imagine. Anyway. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So we had a, we had a, we had a chuckle. Maybe not the best convention in the world, but we had a chuckle at it, didn't we? So yeah, that's what counted. We did, we did. Bought some back issues, didn't we? Got some crackers. Yes, uh, I I went all Charlton for some. Oh yeah, you got the cock and, reason, the cock and balls covered, didn't you? Um, it's it's a rocket ship, and I shall take no further questions. <laughs> um, all it yeah, it's held but... up in front of my face. I've never seen a cover with something that looks more like a cock and balls in my life. He said, and then you said, I'm going to buy this. <laughs> <laughs> well, how could I say no after after such a yeah? It, it was a find and a half. So yeah, uh, uh, yeah, a lot of I ended up what with well yeah, I bought four comics all from that back. Or, sorry, but four back issues. I did buy a couple of other comics. Yeah, um, and I think only one of them is younger than me. Oh um, wow, I like I like buying comics older than myself. It's good, isn't it? It's like a nice bit of history, yeah. isn't it? So. Um, I, I shall not embarrass you by suggesting I think even one of them was even older than you. Wow, just in case I got that entirely wrong. But there yeah, we it's, go, not, yeah. it's not, it's not so dust it's, in your hands. Um, yeah, and as per the, our, our colleagues in Dundee would say, like, when you open them up, they certainly have an aroma. That's when I went, because I went from you to Dundee and did a, a, that comic smell episode with the boys up there. I mean, it was very much a chuckle. Um Mm. Uh, oh yeah, I can't really say what Mike Starker said he'd do, but yeah, it was it was a good chuckle. Yeah, um, good stuff. Now this was uh, a challenge you gave us to do something I hadn't read, yes. and I've had zero mm. involvement with the whole. Um, is milieu a, a word? I don't know. Yeah, the whole yeah, gr- group of things that surround this particular comic, which I've since done two of the three things, um, which we're going to talk about. So what have you what have you challenged me to read this week, dude? So I, I set you off on a journey to read um, some of Injustice 
um, yeah. which I think is generally titled as Injustice God Amongst Us. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Gods Amongst Us, um, which was the tie-in book for the original Injustice DC video game, um, yeah. subsequently followed by Injustice 2, which was the, the follow-up video game. And there's a tie-in set of comics that go with that as well. Yeah. Um, alongside it, there's been an array of toys. There was an animated movie that was based on the comic series. Yep. There's, um, there was an, a mobile app version of the game that was a little bit different, but, but okay. some of the context. Um, so I've never played the game either in right. terms of the, the big game. I, I have played the game on the app. Okay. Now, as far as I can tell, all that you need to know about the game is it's, and there's probably gamers going to shout at me for this all being entirely wrong, but it's Street Fighter, but featuring DC characters. Right. right. So yeah, that's how I that's how I understand it. Beat them yeah. up, and that's it. Now, the the expansion on the game beyond that is essentially that um, you can upgrade the the characters over time, so you give them extra armor, extra powers, extra whatever yeah um and special i presume special moves and all this sort of stuff and that's that that's all you really need to know about the game right yeah now the game does have a storyline that's set with it now i'm never sure why some of these games have storylines because i'm not entirely sure how often people bother with them yeah. versus just saying just get on with the game but the essential premise of the storyline is how do we make it so that all these characters fight each other well we need to, you know, need to create a thing that that causes them to have antagonists against each other. Yeah, and that, and that is where Volume One of Injustice Gods Amongst Us kicks off, because Not... it's actually set five years prior to the storyline in the game. Yeah, so it's kind of the origin prequel. I actually think yeah. there's there's a certain parallel with Civil War in the Marvel universe with this, as well. You know, oh, pitting, pitting one group of heroes against another. They have to choose their sides. So one group of yes. heroes goes underground, the other group doesn't. You know, there's a bit of that, I so think. There, there, I mean, as far as the storyline is concerned, there's not an awful lot original about it. Um, and it is because it fits alongside a number of other Elseworlds. It's not yes. badged as an Elseworld, but yeah. it really should be for all intents and purposes yeah i think i quoted um, on the um the slack we were chatting about it i said it's kind of an else worlds for gamers to me yeah you know? and it's it, it then interestingly when you get to injustice 2 where they basically get to the point of saying right we've wrapped the story up a fights b and something happened you know or um essentially the the you know they set up ready to have the fight how do we solve this um and what they do is they introduce the multiverse at that point. And so yeah. you're going to start bringing the characters who have gone bad to be good so you can actually fight each other <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah. So, which which takes us all the way back to 1986 or whatever, or Crisis in Infinite Earths. And it's a case of how do you get Superman from Earth 1 to fight Superman from Earth 2? Yeah. You know, <laughs> that's all this yeah. is in some ways. Now, the premise of the story, however, is to turn around and say, how do you make the best of us break and, and turn bad. And yeah. I'm, we're talk, again, we're talking about a story that's 10 years old. If anyone was worried about spoilers, leave now. Plus, this is so, in the first third of the book, isn't it? What are you going about to oh, say? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Of it, of so, volume one of 
of volume I think it's of, yeah. 153 issues of the first volume, 75 of mm. Injustice 2, 24 issues in Ground Zero, 14 yep. issues in Year Zero, and then the classic, yep. which is referred to, I think, classically in literature as A Bridge Too Far, six issues of The Masters of the Universe crossover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I've never read The Masters of the Universe crossover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've read most of the, the rest, rest of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Different. yeah, yeah. Cool, so the starting here is, is essentially how do you make Superman go bad? You know, how do you push him so far that he goes goes off the cliff edge? Yeah. Um, now, when I first read this, I, I would have read it entirely cold without any knowledge about the the game at all. Therefore, I'm not saying it was a shock, but the you know it starts off with this thing of saying you know set Superman up to be really good and everything's happy and bright. He and Lois are happily um, married. Certainly I think involved. so. Yeah, um, she's and it turns out that she's pregnant, and that's, yeah, which is nicely you know, done. It, you know, all, the whole two heartbeats yeah. thing. Yeah, he hears two heartbeats and gets all excited. You know, big boy scout kind of moment. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's all about he's going. Oh, you know, there's some name dropping of characters at that point. How do we get? You know, I need to deal with Doctor Fate to work out. We're going to deal with this, and you know, and Doctor Midnight is the who things. Like, you know, all that sort of stuff about how yeah. you look after her being. At which point. It basically flips and goes, right, the Joker decides that he's going to set off a nuclear bomb in Metropolis, um, which results in the death of Lois. Entirely flipping Superman over the edge. Um, we, Batman gets involved at that point, chasing down the Joker. Sorry, on you go. Yeah. Don't, don't we, doesn't he kill Lois? He confuses... He he confuses oh, Lois. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yes. yeah. Yes. So yes. Um, the Joker kills Jimmy, um, shoots him yeah. through the head, and then they manage to mix up some kryptonite gas that Star Labs has been experimenting on that the Joker has stolen in order to oh, make sorry. to. Sorry, to, to that's right, man. Yeah, I know. This this is this this starts off simple <laughs> and it gets complicated. <laughs> but the uh, the so he, this gas changes Superman's perception. He thinks he's pushing Doomsday out into outer space. Mm. But he's not. He's pushing Lois, and he kills her, and um, yeah. that leads him to kill. That's the moment, isn't it? You know, that's the thing that happens. Yeah, yeah. There is a there is a bomb as well somewhere. I think that. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Blow up. Yeah, yeah. It is. It's blown up. Metropolis is blown up. Yeah, yeah that's it a big part. Up of it. As yeah, well. that's, yeah. Uh-huh. So it's it basically wipes away. Joker gets caught by Batman. Superman finally does what he's, you know, everyone's amazed Batman has never done, and Superman chooses to kill the Joker by yeah. properly just putting his hand right through him and, and stuff. Yeah, and the proper electro, begins... electro job of killing him, isn't it? You know, sort of yeah. punches straight through the chest kind of thing. Yeah. Thus begins the diversion of going right. Batman's going to say, how do we stop Superman? And Superman's going to go down the route of saying, let's let's clean house, you know. Why, you know, why have I got all this power and have not stopped all these things happening? Yeah. Now, there's that weird yin yang going, well, is this you saying that Superman goes off to be the ultimate fascist and, and, and say he's going to be the dictatorial piece of ruling the world? Or is he actually just saying, from his perspective, I'm going to do the right things that, you know, I'm going to stop all these wars. I'm going to yeah stop all the you know the bad things that are happening without necessarily understanding the nuances it's the moment that and then gov- of course it's, it's almost manipulated a, yeah it's a parallel for government isn't it in a way it's it's when does government oh. become for the people and then become against the people 
you know, yeah. you know, allegedly for their own good, and it it moves the needle moves slowly that way, doesn't it? You know. Yeah, and there's you know, and it, it and this is where you know, it, I think you described this as it's jelly on meth. Yeah. Um, yeah. Certainly. There's yeah. nothing nothing particularly subtle in this book. Mm-hmm. In that every time a chapter and that's you know obviously when it originally came out in the digital first format, everything was these short little chapters. Yeah. And clearly, what what they tried to do at that point was say, let's con- you know every time we do something, it has to be magnified to the you know the nth degree, so that you know it's you know something really big's happening or something comedic's happening or something you know and it's just bang bang bang. Um, and that's where, as I say, it, it, it is, you know, Ackerman's going to fight his corner. Bang. Okay. You know what? Let's lift Atlantis and put it in the middle of the desert and yeah. go, go on then, survive. You know, and it's just like, bang. This, and that's, I think I, I likened it to you at one point when this is proper soap opera stuff. Yeah. In it that, is. you know, every yeah. time, if you, if you sit down and watch Coronation Street or uh, EastEnders, whatever, Every time something dramatic happens, it's big dramatic because you're not going to have the well, here's the boring little episode of nothing really happening, you know. And that's yeah. I think that's where it, when you read it all, you know, as a as a a big chunk, you should go and poof, that's a lot going on. There's here. no Every, decom- there's no decompression here. Right. I think I have that in my notes. No. It almost I think it, what yeah. did I say? It gives me whiplash. It's so de- undecompressed. Um, yeah, it, go, it gives you whiplash and it also gets complicated quickly. So you've got to pay attention. You know, mm. that's the thing. Yeah, but. That's what comics have been like and were like, you know. Yeah, I, think, I don't. I didn't mind and, uh, that at all. Yeah, and I think it, well, and I, there's no decompression, but there is comedic relief. Yes. Yeah. Through it, which is the is the almost attempt to, and that again from a it's a soap opera perspective kind of works for me in terms of the yeah. Every now and again, we'll go over to the two characters who are just a bit yeah. who are just there just to be a bit crazy or silly until. Finally, one of them who is being who's the fun character who's sorry. So they, they set up a really interesting pairing of Green Arrow and Harley Quinn. Yeah, not two characters I would have put together normally. Actually, they really work. Yeah. yeah as soon as you get into about issue twelve, I think it is. Green Arrow goes. <laughs> He's yeah. one of the one of the characters that falls. Yeah, and they don't um, mind killing people quite... in this series, do they? It does happen a lot. No. Yeah. No, and it's, it's it's big big names go quite early on. Yeah, um, and that's again trying to show the demonstration of how different people react to to the various crises. Yeah, I'm going to say this is um, closer to. Okay, what started me on thinking this was I went, Lois is a little bit of a redhead in this, isn't she? Do you know what I mean? At one point, mm. you think eh, it's very sort of um, redhead stroke um, brown haired. And then you think, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. And then you think, oh, okay. So where else is she that? And I thought, oh, she's that in the movies. And I began right. to sort of think that the that that um, you know um, amphetamine edge to the DC heroes is very like the Snyderverse. And I'm not one of these haters or lovers of it. I enjoyed some of the movies. I didn't enjoy others. But the there's there's that violence and that immediacy to this isn't there they even pull a couple of the snyderverse tricks wonder woman uses her shield you know quite a lot you know there's these mm. little moments superman's burst into like a lot of a lot of violence almost without caring about the world around him that we got in his first movie from snyder you know there's a, there's very much that feel to it you've also got the armored 
Batman thing going on. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll come back and talk about the art in terms of yeah. some of the choices there. But I think you're you're hitting the nail on the head as well with one of my other key points with this. Right. Is that who is this comic really for? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I think we have to, and this is, uh, I think this ties into something that we've, we've argued about, pre, or not we, no, we've argued as an industry about. Yeah. This book is meant for people who are coming in going, well, I know a little bit about this and a little bit about that. I've played maybe a little bit of the game. I've seen some of the movies. Yeah. Pick this book up. They start reading it and they go, yeah, I know who that is. You can run with it. I don't need you? to worry about, yeah. you know, I don't need to worry. So therefore, you know, having that, that warmthness of going, yeah, we've brought you in. So, that, you know, we, we've so often we've said, oh, here's the latest Batman movie or the latest mcu movie where's the comic tie-in where's the bringing yeah. you know, that, that says to people having read you know you enjoyed that piece of media try the comic yeah this is the answer to that question for those people that played that game yeah yeah i've or, written in my notes this, uh, i've written in my notes this is a good modern entry drug definitely yeah yeah you know now it's got huge flaws in terms of pacing and artwork and the and art's a little well. bit all over the place isn't it yeah let's and let's, that's partially because i think there's so many artists in yeah that's one of the things i was about to say let me let me just quote you so this is the credits page from injustice gods amongst us the volume one there are different formats we'll talk about this in a second but the i read mine as a what is a as essentially a trade paperback four page comics i read it on the app um, there is a way of reading it as a sort of digital only comic which is a smaller sort of framed page but so um this story takes place before the start of the game. Tom Taylor, writer. Jeremy Rapak, Mike S. Miller, Bruno Redondo. This must have been an early um, pairing of him and Tom Taylor. Uh, Axel Jimenez, Jimenez uh, David Yardin, Tom Derenick, Mark Deering, Diana Agia. They're the artists on this. <laughs> what is it, five issues? Five issues, mm-hmm. isn't it? Um, yeah. Colorist. And- six. Six, okay. Yeah. Colorist Andrew Elder, <laughs> Alejandro Sanchez, David Yardin, David Lopez, and Santi Casas uh, of Vicari Studio. Wes Abbott, poor old Wes Abbott on his own there, did all the lettering. Um, <laughs> and uh, I think that's it. I don't think it credits an editor. No, it doesn't. There you go. No. Yeah. Um, that's a lot so of people in the mix, that, isn't it? That's, yeah, so that's volume one. Yeah. Volume two. The artists are Mike Miller, uh, Bruno Redondo, Tom Denrick, Kevin Maguire, Neil Gouge, okay. uh, Jeremy Rapak. Um, I'm going to murder this one. Um, Ex Meraco um, right. and Johannes Trinidad. So there's, you know, again, it's it's mixed. There's, and I think this is the thing. It was when it was being put out as digital first. They were kind of going, well, here's another few pages, or here's another, and yeah. it was just like being pushed around. I actually do wonder as well if it. At the, you know, for a while, DC were going. Well, we want you know, you want to do some tryout pages for us. Yeah, and you go. Yeah, could work, couldn't it? Here's a pretty safe thing to to deal with, and it means you can, you know, can you do likenesses? Can you do the the costumes that appear in the movies? Can you do whatever? And it allows people to you know to be a, a tryout. Yeah, you know, and there aren't many of the names on that list that have been breakthrough artists. There are a few that have, you know. Yeah. Um, and then they've also got some some stuff clearly like with Neil Gooch and um, Kim McGarr with the gone. You got a payday? Here's a payday. Yeah. Um, to 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 keep you ticking over. It was kind of the an early does... comic for Taylor as well, wasn't it? I mean, Taylor. Oh, I think he'd, so, yeah. he'd done some theatre work mm. before this, but it was kind of the one that broke him, and and he carried on through. I think he wrote the second one, Injustice Two, as well, didn't he? I think. Yeah. So 
I think, yeah, I'm going to say that he's written about two thirds of all of the Injustice stuff because I think right. he was on Injustice, stepped away for it, then came back for Injustice Two, and and then stepped away again. But that, you know, when you, when you talk about the fact, depending on how you count it, there's a you know, circa two hundred issues out there. If, if you've yeah. done two thirds of them, that's that's not, not a bad, bad page cool. numbers, is it? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so I think I think it's good from 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 that side. I do think. As somebody who's been in comics a bit longer, I find a number of the costume choices um, not necessarily to my liking. But having seen the mobile app version of the game, I know why they've made the choices they have. Yeah, they're very um, um, armory, aren't they? The game stuff. They are. Yeah. Yeah. And again, that's partially because when you're doing going through, if you want to have three different versions of Batman or three different Wonder Woman you know, you've got to go right. Well, we'll put her. You know, here's the armor outfit, and then with it reconfigured or reconfigured. You know, and so it allows them to 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 deal with that. And I can kind of get that, and I can live with it from the perspective of. And the, the costume, you know, the costume it, choices dictate the the tone they want for each character as well. So Batman is yeah. in 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 armor because he's an underground fighter for a big chunk of this. You know, Superman mm. has got a sort of high collared, militaristic costume for a change. Um, yeah, there's Wonder Woman is much more of a warrior the, woman, you know. Yeah, some of this does relate to that Jim Lee, yeah, redesign that took, you know, took place, yeah, uh, at that sort of everyone had armor then, didn't as well. They? Yeah, um, now, it also takes place. There's yeah. a, there's a confusion around what Earth it takes place in. So if you hmm. if you watch the movie, that right at the end. Um, no spoilers. Uh, a Superman from another Earth appears, and he says, "No, you're Earth 22." And if, but if you follow the New Fifty Two continuity, it's Earth Forty Nine. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, I don't know what's why they said twenty two in the movie, but they they did. Tonight's tonight's balls are selected by Lancelot. And... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Sorry, tonight's Earth should be selected. Yeah, yeah. By... The um, um, it's okay. it's an int- it's interesting though. They do fit a lot in, and the, the benefit of using you know iconoclastic. Uh, DC characters is the fact that we know them. There's a shorthand to them when they appear, yes. when Plastic Man appears, when Harley appears, when Green Arrow appears, when Batman appears. We know them, and part of the pleasure is knowing them and then them them getting twisted. So especially with Superman, mm. you know, Wonder Woman takes a sort of kind of conciliary um, manipulator kind of role for part of it. Um, you know, Harley kind of turns and becomes a good guy allegedly. You know, there's, there's yeah. the, 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 what's happening here is that one of the reasons we like Elseworlds or some of them is that we can play with that. We know who they are, but they twist it. You know, I think that's kind of yeah. comes across. I, I must admit, the Wonder Woman one is the one where initially, or certainly for, you, she's not the, she's very much the warrior in this. Yeah. Not the peacemaker or not yeah. the peace bringer. Yeah. Um, she's always almost the one whispering in his ear a lot, in Superman's ear a lot, to say, well, go do this. And I think there's a scene, for example, when Ackerman speaking to her says, tell Clark I'm sorry that, about Lois. And shortly after that, Clark goes to her, and did he say anything else? And she goes, nope. You know, so she leaves it as going, no, I want you to... You know, I want you to be at war with with these people because that's yeah. You know, I, and, and she's she's, she's she's after him, isn't she? She's looking to bone him. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know. Um. So it's fascinating from that. I think there's, as I say, I love the Harley. Right. 
There's yeah, you really like that dynamic, that and I, I kind of feel it. I think it's where, one of the high points of the first volume, definitely. Yeah, you know, when, and it plays out well in the Harley movie. Quinn's, yeah, Harley Quinn's is a character that's overplayed and oversaturated in the market at the moment. Yep. And it, it does mean that there's a lot of really rubbish Harley out there. But done properly, it should be the utter silliness piece. Um, there's a scene in the second book where she's stolen a bike, and it's her and Green Arrow going... So where did you steal the bike? And he said, well, you know, it's this, who know, you know, who do we know that's got a floating space bike? And it's something, oh God, Lobo's coming. And it is that sort of, you know, uh, twist okay. to that. Right. There's, you know, there's a scene in the, the whole scene in Arkham where he goes, right, you, you stay here with the security guard. And, you know, he, he goes, he goes away and she starts speaking to the security guard with, hi, Kenneth. And, you know, uh, she yeah. knows the security guard. And it, it then plays later on when I think it's Nightwing starts speaking to Green. What have you done with Harley? And he's like, I left her at the front gate. And they go, Not with Kenneth. Yeah, and Kenneth is clearly, whole... clearly fucking <laughs> keeps fucking up all the oh, time. Yeah, no. yeah. You know, Doesn't he make a comment about he's already had his nose broken twice by her or something like that? There's yeah, some kind of comment yeah, about that, isn't there? It's just, yeah. you know, and it, it's just you know, the, and it's just those little things you're going, Yeah, it's funny, you know. Um and they, so that that plays quite well as again and because so much of it's just like bang bang to have that little bit of comic relief every now and again yeah. is 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 what you need and she, you know without it again without overplaying it and it does get overdone towards the end because essentially the whole of the ground zero storyline is is her oh is, okay two books about her right, right? <laughs> yeah okay, um, yes, because it's, it's, yeah it's and and that is. Again, the oversaturation. Yeah, yeah. There's you, some you high have points. Scene with, with Alfred as well, didn't you? That yeah, was, uh... so that was one of the ones I was about to mention. Actually, there's a couple of scenes that I really, really dug. So, I'm I'm not convinced it's the best writing, but it does its job. It had me page after page. You know, I sat and had a sat and you know for another ten minutes in the coffee shop and finished the next issue. You know, I felt gripped to read mm. it, which is unusual these days, and very much enjoyed it. You know, there's a couple of moments I think are really well written though. Um, there's a moment which is what I've written in my notes as Flash's solo story of realization. So he's found this one yeah. single road in Australia that he it's, it's the longest road you can run straight down, and he says it's his idea of heaven, and he uses it to think. I thought that's a great idea. I mean, Tom is yeah. Tom is um, Tom Taylor's Australian, I think, isn't he? So he yes. probably will know about yes. that. Um, and then the other one, the, the main one, the one I loved, and this takes me back to when. In the in the 90s, when the internet was in its uh, infancy, I was writing um, um, Alfred and Commissioner Gordon fan fiction for a site. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> certainly, no one will ever read that. Um, is um, the bit where he passes Superman on the stairs to the um, the Batcave, and there's a conversation about "Don't call me master," and then yes, Alfred so says to him, "Yeah, come on, yeah, yeah." I was going to say, so it's not staying for tea, Master Kent. I'm afraid not, Alfred. And you don't have to call me Master. Good. Let's remember that. Yeah. So the whole of what's going to happen is summed up by um, Alfred in that scene. Genius. Loved it. Absolutely brilliant. Mm. Yeah. Why do they keep killing Alfred? He needs. We need him oh. for that. That man oh. on the street. That measured. That you know, reality-based kind of stuff. Don't we really? Yeah. yeah, don't don't get me started about why have they killed Alfred. That's know, that. Yeah. That's and the and the yeah. other bit that really kicked me in the guts is when Damien kills Nightwing, and yes. I'm like, oh, that's 
they uh, lead into it as well. That, were you? No, I wasn't. Yeah. Because it's such yeah. an afterthought of a death. But because that, because it's an accident, it holds that power. It's really well done. Yeah, really, really well done, I mm. think. Um, and I think that sets up that whole dynamic by the end of book one, where you've going, right, you've the two main protagonists. Yeah. You know, it's, a, it's a Batman Superman book with everybody else. Mm. Um, have both lost somebody very, very important to them. And how do they react to it completely yeah. differently? Um, yeah. But, you know, and again, that's, it, it's back to my soap opera piece. No, the the overall thing you're going to turn around and go, oh, the writing's okay. But the individual scenes in it, every now and again, there's bits of gold. It's a nice little uh, inspired you know, and, scene. Yeah, there is. And, it's, and he's it's, writing it's much like, again, it, in those moments. Yeah. 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 And if you're watching a soap opera, you'd go, you know, two or three weeks without seeing anything. And then suddenly one episode, you're just like, Oof, that's going to win whatever awards. And, you know, yeah. and Jay McDonald will present them. Oh, um, the ideal. <laughs> Yeah, and also the the weight they give Solomon Grundy, which is Solomon Grundy sort of is they've almost like depowered him in the last sort of ten years, haven't they? He really kicks some ass in this, doesn't he? He appears um, yeah. in, in this and the movie. He both appears. He's a he's a genuine threat, which I thought was really good. And uh, then I realised I've been saying Amazo the wrong way for years as well. After watching the movie this afternoon, Amazo. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, one other thing I wanted to talk about, I thought we, you know, it's, it's a fairly mm. quick book to talk about this one, but there's a couple of things I want to talk about, and this is something that I was thinking as I was reading it and sort of dwelling on it. And it is a book you think about afterwards because they're fucking around with our favourite characters in a way and killing some of them, you know. And there's there's not a massive weight on it because you know it's this pocket universe almost, um, but there's there's a nihilism to it. How I felt. Uh, a nihilism yeah. and a cra- and possibly bordering on a crassness to it, which is something I feel through some of the Snyder stuff as well. Um, there's a. What, what do you think about that? Let's, let's just throw that comment at you. So, what do you think? I, I don't disagree. Yeah. However, and, and it's partially because, well, very late to the party, I, I only quite recently watched boy the boys season three on yeah the, only, um, i've only just finished it myself actually yeah yeah and i would argue that you know the the obviously the you know the characters in the boys are generic lifts of and reworkings of of you know, you know that that that's really only and i yeah. i would say it's because it because the boys is so further crass yeah, this, we're in too late. It's almost like this is yeah. This, this suddenly becomes a PG version of the boys. <laughs> a little that, bit, yeah, <laughs> a little bit, yeah. You know, and it's and therefore it, it pushes me back a little bit to some go. You know what? I don't think it goes to you know. This is still readable by young teens. Yeah, of course. Right, yeah. and it's. It, the, the the crassness is more the fact that it's going it loses the nuance of saying you know there are certain characters who have who should be multi multi dimensional. What we're really going to do is make them single dimensional because it's easier, it's quicker, and because of the audience, I think we're trying to reach with these books. We'll just do that. It's and a shorthand. So I, yeah, it's a shorthand yeah. to turn Superman into. I'm going to say the public spirit or Homelander. Yeah, you know it's it's a yeah. shorthand these days exactly. that we know uh, for the, the you know the getting on for fifty years we've been reading Superman, uh, you know almost a hundred years between us. The 
we know he wouldn't do that. We know that's not him. He would do the opposite. Yeah. But mm. that punching of it, you know, the, you're punched in the face by it. To say it, and yeah. all the way through it, I keep thinking, I did feel a little bit like it's not him. This isn't him. But then and, again, it's a different universe, but, I know. Yeah. And that's where Injustice 2 goes. Oh, interesting. Saying, right, okay. Bring the, you know, because you can turn around and go, right, we've merged the multiverses together so you can get the good Superman coming to fight the one that's gone too far. Yeah, that's happens in and, the movie. You know, and Exactly. And that's yeah, that's basically where Injustice 2 goes to the, the whole, right. you know, what, what earth are you on? You know? And that's... Uh, the other thing that thinks with, with the, the boys is obviously um, by the time you get to book two of this, and so I always... The way that I've read it is as the hardcovers that, are, that, yeah. that came out. Which means there's twenty of them in total, just their standard um, covers. And What's called shelf porn, I believe. Yeah, yeah, and they came out as dirt cheap and actually like a nice, decent set on that. Yeah. By the end of book two, you realize one of the things they find is the fact that there is um, a, a tablet you can take that gives you superpowers for a period of time. Yep. Okay. And yep. you're like going, oh. That's in the boys as well, you know. Um, okay, and it it's all yeah. about the fact that you know the the the, the second book is all about going to to steal a version of it so that Batman can then start the process of replicating that. So that you know, because again, how do you get? If you think about it from the gaming perspective, if you're going to have a, a street fight between Batman and Superman, how do you do that? Or yeah. between any two characters, well, you have to say, well, you have to balance the power levels. Oh, look, you take the tablet. Bang! You've got Superman's powers for the purpose of the the the, the beat him up. Yeah, yeah. And there's a, a little um, aside to what you're saying. We we were having a conversation mm. on Slack, and we had a message from um, Claire Hemsworth. I spent we were talking <laughs> about it, and she said I spent the weekend working as the assistant at a convention. I think for Franz Drama, who played Firestorm in the Flash and Legends of Tomorrow TV series. He said he absolutely hammered Injustice Two because he wouldn't let anyone be better than him at playing his own character. He really liked the game. <laughs> Didn't mention the first one though. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, the the pill thing is played yeah. in the movie quite well. They they just introduce the pill. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. And again, that's good. But again, that's and this is where the, the, there are no new ideas. There are just all yeah. together. I think it's fascinating that you said that, you know you, it it is a story that you just keep going with. It yep. was one of the reasons why I kept going back, going, yeah, I'll have another one of the hardcovers. Thank you very much. Yeah. And you just sit down and go, yeah, I'm gonna read it. Boom, boom, boom. You know. It's never going to be down as one of you know, one of the greatest things ever written. It's never going to be. I don't need it to be done. I often say award winning. Yeah, yeah. What did I enjoy it? Yes, I did. Yeah, and that's, me too. Yeah, and I keep coming back to the sort of throwaway soap opera thing about going. Yeah, there's a there's a reason that people watch soap operas. You yeah. know, they're just just enjoyable, fun or what? Yeah, you know, going. Yeah, I, yeah, I like that. Give me some more, and I don't need to go back and revisit. 300 years worth of history or you know or the the last 300 issues i i I grade because i I make a note of everything i read and i grade it just purely from an enjoyment point of view and these were solid sevens and eights all the way through you know because it's just solid storytelling it'll never set the world alight you're right you know it's not it's not award worthy it's just fun you know that's all it is yeah i i i think it's fascinating as well that a lot of the people that have read this as they go on and read it, read it all or read big big chunks of it and a lot of them aren't necessarily 
outright comic because you were saying that your son had read this yeah he has yeah and, he's read it all yeah and you know and again i know he, he he's comic literate yeah. but it, again it's that whole yeah just get other people to read it just go out and you know and this yeah. gets gets you in and in, in amongst it um, I also think we're so far down yeah. the road of deconstruction. So there is a there's a direct line from Watchmen. There's a direct line from um, uh, the Public Spirit and Homelander and all these sort of characters and Dark Knight, especially. You know, um, mm. there's a, there's a it's it's deconstruction. It clearly is. It's deconstruction, reconstruction. You know, but the we're so far down that road of deconstruction that it doesn't become the sole reason that a comic is interesting. And I'm, we've, we've so crossed that line many years ago and okay. They deconstruct all the characters. They change them all. They fit them into a, you know, a pocket universe where they're all acting in this, you know, in, in conjunction kind of with each other. Um, but it has to have something else and it has to have a ripping yarn and some humor for me. That's where it yeah. goes. You know, um, this is a pulp comic as it, sh- as they all should yes. be. I think, yeah. yeah. Entirely. I mean, it's probably a little bit heavy-handed, but I, you know, I could equally see this fitting into 1970s GLA. Yeah. You know, um, okay, you wouldn't necessarily go, you know, with some of the death and that, but it, it is just that we're going to get in, we're going to tell you a story, and we're going to get out and just, you know, don't worry, yeah. there's another one coming soon. If you don't like this one, there's another one coming soon. Um, there's a couple of themes as well, Al. I just want to run past you. I was thinking about. So there's a couple of themes that I think about in this. There's there's the theme of um, people acting like someone else, losing their mind, be doing something that they will, you know, purposely be seen to regret. And it's not just Superman in this. Um, hmm. You've got Batman attacks the president in the Oval Office. I know he's done that before, but you know, not certain this president isn't necessarily Luther or someone. You know, um, Superman decides to take on the police, and you know, changes the police. Wonder Woman tells Ares about how she's going to bone Superman. There's there's almost like um, a psychopathic fucking disease spreading around these characters, you know. Yeah. I think there's a, there's a mental illness. Mm-hmm. And the other the other part that sort of springs off of that is I actually think this comic, one of the main themes is fear. And we shift. So a big a big theme of fear has always been Batman. You know everything from him standing next to a. You know, a monster on a on a ledge in Gotham. You know, a stone monster on a ledge in Gotham, all the way through to the fear gas used by villains. The way he hangs people, he uses fear. But the the theme of fear shifts from him to Superman, and so yeah, makes him slightly less powerful. Batman, because he's always always kind of been the most powerful character, isn't he? He's the one we know that everyone won't be able to beat. You know, it's this old JLA story, wasn't it, with Morrison, where he says, you know, he's, he can defeat everyone. Yeah. Um, and I think there and there's the interesting the way he breaks down when Nightwing dies yeah. is part of that as well. Yeah. Where you suddenly go, This is the broken man. Um which, which you see more in him than you see the broken man of the the way that Superman reacts. He yeah. just becomes the angry man, you know. Yeah, there's a coldness um, to Superman that, is, that you don't expect, you know? Yeah. But again, and as I said, this is where I can go Yes, this isn't Earth Prime. This isn't, you know, this isn't my Superman, but I recognise it as a Superman. And I recognise all the characters in it, and therefore I can can flow through with it. It It's a very dark version, and it's not... Um, look, nobody buys a beat-em-up game because they want unicorns and... <laughs> yeah, you're right. And yeah. candy they don't, want, and they, uh, you know, therefore, they don't want the later issues, the later volumes of Cerebus or something, do they? You know, that's not what they're looking yeah, for. Yeah. They're, they're not, yeah, they're, they're not looking for um, a particularly progressive 
comic book, shall we? Let's yeah. use that terminology. Yeah. Um, so it's, you know, it, it is, again, that's the audience that you're playing into. So it's how do you make sure that you deliver, you know, you recognize the audience that you're playing into, but at the same time deliver something good that can bring other people in. Oh, man, and I make a right on it. I don't, I, don't, I don't want to, if I have to read mm. another comic book about, I don't know, Guatemalan lepers, I think I'll go fucking mad. You know, I'm told you've got to think it's great because it's this worthy subject. I genuinely just yeah. want to see blokes punching shit out of each other every so often. Yeah. And this this fills that hole for me. That's 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 that gap filled for, and, you know. And, yeah, and that's, and that, I would say like, if people like reading spandex, read this because you will enjoy it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that, and there is no need to play the game. Yeah, I, I've never played a video no, game in my life, and I have no intention right. of playing one. Yeah, um, and I still enjoyed it. Um, let's just mention the movie quickly, Al, because I want to mention that. Yep. Uh, I've just finished watching it. Um, I can't remember. I think you might have said there's a movie, so I sort of quickly downloaded it and started last time. We finished it today. It's uh, R-rated. It's only one hour and eighteen minutes. Easily con- um, consumable. Forty-one percent audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. Very close to the running time uh, in its running to the um, first trade, and then obviously we take that shift later on because it does have a have a, f- a, f- a finish. Um, fairly basic animation style that we're used to for some of the more sort of adult-prone DC books. You know, every time I turn around, there seems yeah. to be a new DC animated movie that I haven't heard of. You know, there's a bit of that going on. Yeah. Um, got a lot of, no, yeah it's it's lost a lot of the quality that they used to have so. yeah uh 2021 it came out um it's currently available for 9.99 to buy on sky um it's um anson mount plays batman uh who plays christopher pike in the new trek series a couple of new trek series um the did you know who played superman in this one that's an interesting one no this the superman uh, is played no, by a guy called just true. justin hartley now um not related to any hairs, but Justin Hartley is the Green Arrow in Smallville. Um, and he was also, I don't know if you ever saw this, he was the Aquaman in the Unsold Pilot that had the right. had the, um, the, uh, the the lighthouse keeper as Ving Rames. Did you ever see that? <laughs> Fucking no, hell. I, don't think I, I quite like Ving Rames. Probably miscast <laughs> in that role. Um, <laughs> and then Gillian Jacobs... Um, plays Harley. Now, Gillian Jacobs, if you looked at her, you would think she was related to the lady who played Harley in the movies, whose name's escaped me, and who also looks like that lady from Sex Education that everyone confuses for the woman who plays Harley in the movies. You know, there's like there's this sort of theory that there's the same yeah. person. But these three people look the same. She's also in a great, a really funny movie called Ibiza, and I think she's in Community as well. And she's, she's quite right. good in it. Um, the writer is shown both in the credits and at DC Fandom and on the Wikipedia page as Ernie Altbacker, and not Tom Taylor. But if you watch the um, the movie, there's so many lines that are direct lifts from the graphic novel. And bear in mind, this was so made five or six years later. You know, um, I've, I've quickly loaded up IMDb, and Tom Taylor is listed as one of the writers on IMDb. Oh, on IMDb. If you watch the credits, it says writer is um, Ernie Altbacker, and it's t- yeah. uh, from the graphic novel by Tom Taylor. That's how it's. That's how the wow. the film credits are. But at least he gets some credits on IMDb. That's good. Mm. Yeah, it's watchable. It's, it's fun. Yeah. I like these things. I watch them. Like I watched the Hellblazer one. It went brilliant. You know, I watched. I watched these sort of thing. War. Yeah. That was one, wasn't it? You know, um, they've been coming out for years now. Twenty five years, and they are something. I've got to say, those it, movies. Well, 
when did Batman the animated series start? Because that's yeah. when it reinvigorated the the, the you know, that's even longer back, isn't it? That, yeah, I reckon it's nice, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Is that not about ninety one, ninety two? Because it was the follow on from Batmania. Yeah, that's true. Eighty nine. Yeah. So. I mean, we've got Sky Eyes. I don't know if you've got Sky, but you can go to the sort yeah. of... If you've got Sky Movies, you can go to... There's a superhero tab on it, and loads of the animated movies are on there. Um, so I'll, go, I'll watch it. If i am you know, got five minutes myself, I'll watch a bit of that. But this, this it was all right. It was okay. There's a couple of bits that you think, why has, he got, why has he got a beard in this panel? He ain't got a beard in the next one. You know, there's a bit of that going on, but, you know, we accept <laughs> that. We're comic fans now. We're jaded comic fans, aren't we? You know? Um, and again, when you're going for... You know, yeah, yeah. If you look at the digital first comics, that that's often the case where it's like Mad Libs when you're handing off to the next person, going, "I don't know what I've got to add on to the next line." You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So um, there's some good stuff out there. I I enjoyed this man. I'm going to keep reading on to it. I've read about. I got a bit confused, and I jumped forward to um, the second volume of Gods Amongst uh, God, Gods Among Us. Yeah. Um, and then I realised I'd missed about twenty issues, so I've gone back and started reading them in the digital format. The, so the, that, be that careful when reading them. A bit of, yeah, yeah. I was going to say that's a problem if you actually go into Amazon or anything like that. It because uh, they came out as when they came out as hardbacks, they were it was about every six issues. Right. The annuals and stuff got pushed into it as well. That that shows how popular it was. They were producing annuals with the you know with it as well. Yeah. So there was about. There was, you know, so it was about every six issues. Then they did soft covers that, and they did them in year arcs. So, okay. you know, then they think they did soft covers that were the complete twelve issue year arc. Right. right? Then they've done omnibuses. <laughs> oh, I saw that. Yeah, that, there's a hardback you can get, isn't where, there? Yeah. Where the omnibus collects like two and a half years pair thing, right? <laughs> and then obviously in the digital stuff, it's got the, you know, in the app, it's got the digital first version, which is sort of in a half page format and then there's the, the you know so yeah it, it can be a little bit tricky to work out the you know what the reading order um because the other thing as well is things like year zero you have to read at the end and right you know, okay. ground zero sits in the is a bridging arc between started so well they started so well two. and then they just fucking confused it by adding the master of the universe oh the yeah. i think that yeah well that was just tagged on at the very very end Right, and okay. that, you know that literally. You, well, I say I've never read it, and I'm going to say that it, you, by the end of Injustice Two, it reaches a conclusion. Yeah, it <laughs> so does. I, I, yeah, I understand what it is. I, I've, it's been spoiled for you know? me. I, I know what happens, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So from that per- basis, you can kind of just go you know, ignore the masters of the universe piece. Yeah, I certainly intend to. Um, I, but it's an interesting one again about saying how do you get people into read comics who are involved in other things. You know, if you're a gamer yeah. and you also collect toys, there was it's one of the interesting things that's actually interesting at the back of some of the hardbacks, which got the additional, you know, the alternative covers that were used and stuff. Yes. Yeah. And there's a set of alternative covers that were based on the toys, where they put the toys into action poses fighting each other. And you know that was the covers oh, that's that were used. What they on. are. I wondered what that was. So the thing is, I've always seen these toys in shops, and always thought, oh, mm. that's something to do with that video game, isn't it? You know, that's kind of where yeah. I've sort of thought about it. Um, yeah. But some of them aren't. The Green I mean, Arrow one isn't so far distant from what he's like in the regular comics. You know. No. Well, it's all these things. If something works in a game, then it will become the next version in the. Yeah, that's true. In the continuity, won't it? Yeah. It's... Yeah, it will be. Yeah, I don't think we're far which off seeing Batman and regular in armor again. Oh, yeah, and all this sort of thing. Yeah, it's going to happen again yeah. soon, isn't it? Yeah, 
Yeah. Well, it's yeah. Anyway. <laughs> well, Good yeah, so the Flash movie goes. Yeah. Oh God. Stuff. Yeah. Let's see. Um, is that in a couple so, of weeks? Is it? That's quite soon, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Are you going to see it in the pictures? My, my problem is, I kind of want to, but I, yeah. I, I kind of don't want to give money to to the underlying premise of. Um, yeah, it's a weird you know, one, isn't it? it? Isn't it weird? It, it it shouldn't be supported in some ways, but in other ways, I'm like going, uh, uh, you know, Flashpoint is a good storyline. Yeah, you know, and that that that's a concept great. And I think the they're fact because it's got to be it's the start point for everything else that's meant to happen. Then happen, isn't it? Yes, and yeah, I don't know how much money they spent to get. Um, Oh, his name entirely escaped me. Yeah, I know what you mean the original, the, the original Batman. <laughs> yeah, 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 Michael <laughs> you know, Keaton. Yeah, Michael Keaton. Yeah, you. and he seems to be him, quite a lot, doesn't he? And yeah. isn't is Affleck in it as well? Is he? You or? Yeah. Well, he's certainly in the trailer. Oh, is he? Um, okay. So let's assume that you know. I quite I, liked I, Black I, Adam. You I, know, I, I didn't mind it. I didn't mind it no, at all. I watched it on it, telly, so I didn't go and see it in the cinema. Mm. But I kind of liked Hawkman. Was good. Again, it's another one of these ones where a lot of these trailers you go, I have actually seen everything I, I know, need to see. I know. I still I've tried yeah. to watch I've tried to watch the Shazam movie, the new one, yeah, five or six times. I usually get about three or four minutes yeah. in. And it's it's um oh what's her name? Um who's the English actress who played the Queen? Um Helen Is it Helen Helen Mirren? No. Helen Mirren. I can't get past her, man. Yeah. She's just terrible in it. It's awful. It's terrible. It's like she's doing a fucking pantomime for the money. It's awful. Um, yeah. I quite like Lucy Liu. I quite like her. But, yeah, she's as bad. There you go. Oh, anyway, well. anyway, this isn't a podcast about movies. No, it's not. This is a podcast about comics. Stuart Maureen. So, and I shall, uh, never, I shall <laughs> never play this video game, although I do enjoy the comics. So there you go. That's a good trick for you. Yeah. Excellent stuff, man. So what's going on with you? What you got planned? So you're not, you're not doing, you're not tabling, are you? But you're thinking about going to a couple of cons this year? That's the sort of the idea, is it? Hopefully, or? might try and do that. I say I'm trying to... To refine the fun, that's that's the the plan for the year. Yeah. Um, I've uh, shuffled things about in, uh, in in life in general, and that's going right now. That's well, we had a chuckle didn't we? all the way down. We did have a we chuckle did. at that, but we could have had a chuckle yeah. if we just met in a pub and gone to a comic shop. To be fair, yeah. 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 Yes. Oh, it, it's it, that was exactly. We could have saved ourselves eleven quid. You know. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because everything else about the weekend was was a great laugh, but yeah. <laughs> the con itself, basically we 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 you know, or well I don't know how much it, you know, I never go to to comic marts, but it was you know if, if we had one up this neck of the woods, it would have been easier or better to have gone into that and we would have had oh, as man. much fun. Isn't you know, there a Glasgow that. comic mart? Is there? A... Um, there is, I think so. Yeah, but I've I, I, I've never popped through to. But yeah, yeah. It was just, and there's a bit of me going. I need to to get to see a different circle of small press people. Yeah, and it, there's a lot of people I'm there and stuff on their tables that I've seen on their tables for three or four years. Yeah. And had I been there, I wouldn't have had anything new and all that sort of stuff. So yeah. you, you know, you need to get yourself exposed to different things. Um, and I think that you know, there's there's an interesting challenge that comes with seeing different styles and different. Yeah, you know what, what different creative opportunities. I do worry that there's an awful lot of people going down exactly the same route at the moment, which means that it's 
Yeah, you pointed out that curation thing to me, which I included in the piece, actually, in the grounds that, you know, you you were saying this shows the worth of a curated comic convention in that not everything looks the fucking same. And you could walk table after table at that convention, look the same, same badges, same, you know, pixel art. But it's not doing down any of the individual creators, all of whom, you know, their individual work might not be to my taste, but it looks like reasonable quality for what they were doing. But we suddenly go... Yeah, your your art style is exactly the same as the person two tables down, which was exactly the same as the person next to them, which is exactly. And you suddenly go, "There's only so many pussy cats and <laughs> as enamel badges that I can get excited about." Yeah. I did um, like I did like sitting in the back of the the, the hall when we were waiting for Dave Craig <laughs> to go and do his speech. He's like his his promotion for his comic, and I'm whispering in Dave's ear. Mate, you got to be better than that last blow. Now it's fucking awful. You got to put it out, mate. You got to do it like that. And then we gave him a big cheer when he'd finished. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, "I don't know what I said. I don't." Know. <laughs> it was the fact that we all just got up and left and didn't. No, that's all we, that's all we needed. <laughs> I know. I felt bad because it was Dave as well, and we liked Dave. That uh, we were just oh. sort of we, we needed to get out, didn't we? Oh, yeah, it was, yeah. It was it was fun. Well, <laughs> and you, you know, you you got to meet a couple of furries, and oh, yeah. you've now seen like you've now seen Lino and um, oh, Lino's backside suffered what I was it you <laughs> made me look at his backside or was it Canon? I can't remember now. Um, all I said was, if you see it from behind, you'll never forget it. I know, I still can see and, it. Um, it's imprinted into my retina. I don't feel well. You know, it's. <laughs> <laughs> he's clearly looking to be involved in the cosplay community and as i say i've got i know certain people do the cosplay community down. i think they're really supportive of each other and he feels that he's in a position that he can he's almost mix with in, people he? almost in. yeah he was trying when he yeah yeah good stuff man and where can we find you online uh just search for penguin on any form of social media or if you're looking to find some um, shadow art, look for shadow art on Twitter as well, and you'll um, find me starting to repost all of my um, collection. Oh, nice. Good work, man. Tell me you didn't buy that one the other day you sent me. No, no. That's going to go up to. and up, in it, that one? Yeah, that I, that's, yes. It, it was <laughs> the coming together of, of both an artist I'd love to get a piece from and, and a Your character that I character. love. Yeah. And you're like going... Oh, that's going to be painful. But yeah, never mind. <laughs> Good work, man. Thanks for that, dude. And if you want to read it, um, the account of Glasgow, or if you want to see what else I'm knocking on about, you can go to neverunanything.com. Uh, you can also find this podcast on the front page there. And there's a little roundup, some other stuff that I've done. I'm trying to do like a weekly read- reader's roundup as well. Recommendations. Uh, awesome Comics podcast um, has just come out. Um, numbers have really gone up on that um, feel free to come and join our slack there's a, a lovely little community of people just chatting up we, we had a, uh, there's been some very sensible conversations by sensible people who know what they're talking about on there and there's also a reading group which is uh, currently doing bone which we've named boning which made us laugh so we're looking probably to move on to the next reading group so we're looking to source the next book so if you've got any ideas just get hold of me you can come and it's, it's free to join come and join the slack and have a chat um, it tends to be the main place that I'll post anything at all these days, apart from Rabbit on and on podcasts. So thanks, Al. We're <coughs> going to have a chat again now and think about our next one. Uh, we've got a couple of interesting ones coming up, another artist roundtable, uh, which should be an interesting one, so listen out for that one. And uh, cheers that, mate. Mm-hmm.